Support for Georgia College Connections comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university, providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Thank you for tuning in to Georgia College Connections. I'm your host, Daniel McDonald. Each year, Georgia College invites the entire Milledgeville, Baldwin County community to reflect on the legacy of civil rights icon Martin Luther King Jr. on the federal holiday honoring his life. A mix of education, community, and service, the annual celebration draws participants of all ages, stations, and beliefs. And despite the challenge of the coronavirus pandemic, organizers are moving ahead with plans to grow the celebration into a week-long observation of King's message and ideals. Tonight, I talk with one of those organizers, Georgia College Cultural Center Director Nadira Mayweather. Mrs. Mayweather joins me to talk about this year's King Celebration theme, Where Do We Go From Here?, keynote speaker Dr. Walter Earl Fluker, the annual student essay contest, and the inclusion of an evening dedicated to art, poetry, and song. Georgia College's celebration of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday begins Tuesday, January 19th, and lasts through Saturday, January 23rd. Nadira Mayweather, I want to thank you for joining me today on Georgia College Connections. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this time and for your help uh, with spreading the word for our King Week 2021. I'm excited to be here today. Before we start talking about the programs themselves, I just kind of want to talk about what is the goal each year of Georgia College's observation of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday? Just like with most places across our nation and across our world, in honoring Martin Luther King, we just want to honor the life and legacy um, that he left and, and the ideals that he preached about and talked about and lived and put into action while he was here. So just simply, you know, to honor his life and legacy. I also think it's important on our campus and within our community to observe this day and to have these events to encourage both the campus and the community to come together and to keep doing the work that he preached and that he talked about. And then just to utilize it as a time for us to just come together for dialogue, for service, for reflection, and any action that we need to bring about. So just just a general time for us to come together. You know, although Georgia College uh, is in Milledgeville, and we're working on increasing the amount of times that we do things together as a campus and a community, this is one that has been done for a number of years. So we look forward to this time to where leaders and entities from the campus can work and interact and dialogue and bring about action and change with leaders from our surrounding county. So it's really just about unity and celebration and reflection and service. And of course, the current time and situation necessitates some changing of the way that we would usually observe the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Uh, Might you talk about how we'll be celebrating this year? Yes. So with social distancing parameters in place and the pandemic, we will be hosting virtual events. So the week will include a number of events, not every single day, because the inauguration also takes place during that week, and we want to make sure that it has its proper place. We will be hosting four events that we're highlighting throughout that week. So although Monday is the official observance, our 
Georgia College students will not be back on campus until that Tuesday, and we want to make sure that they are a part of the things that we do. So Tuesday, we will kick things off with a lecture. Thursday, we will have uh, an education night where we will feature students from the K-12 schools and the essay competition winners. Friday, we will have a night of creative expression, and then Saturday will be our day of service. So in traditional years, that Monday, we would do things for the day of service, but we're going to push it back to that Saturday as sort of an end finale of the week so that our campus community can also be a part of it. This online or, or virtual observation of the King holiday and um, these different gatherings in the virtual space, uh, do they offer you any kind of opportunities that maybe you wouldn't have except for the necessity of rethinking things because of the pandemic? Absolutely. So when the committee came together to try and figure out what in the world are we going to do given the challenge of things having to be online, we, we tried to see what we could do to expand upon some things that we may not have been able to expand upon in previous years. One of the things that we're excited about doing is the kickoff lecture. We traditionally will have our keynote speaker be a student that is an essay competition winner, which we still will have, but this year we have the pleasure of inviting a King Scholar to come to be our keynote speaker to kick things off. So we're excited about that. We have not traditionally done that in previous years. Before at the breakfast, we would have the essay competition winners read their essays and we would honor them. Instead of just doing it as a part of the breakfast, we're going to have a whole separate education night where we honor them and then have a panel with them. That allows us to celebrate the work that's happening in our school systems, and we're excited about that. And then something else that we're expanding on, traditionally we would have musical selections at the breakfast, but this year we're having a whole night of creative expression, so sort of an informal night where we're going to feature our GC Gospel Choir and some other artists and poetry of some of our students just to kind of tie everything together and differentiate the ways in which we celebrate and honor the life of Dr. King. So while it initially seemed like a challenge, it really did open up a window of opportunities for us to take it from just one morning of a breakfast to multiple events that we celebrate throughout the week and hopefully will continue to keep those ideals going throughout the year. And although uh, it, it is the custom uh, that every year this is a, a very open uh, community event uh, where all are invited, I just want to make sure and ask uh, and just to, to clarify that um, uh, these virtual events, uh, they are open to everyone uh, regardless of affiliation with the Georgia College community or because of the uh, pandemic and the fact that they're happening online now, uh, regardless of where you may be. I mean, everyone is welcome, am I correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And even more so this year, you know, with the breakfast, there was a certain building capacity so we could only host so many people based upon fire codes and things like that. But this year, we're hoping that even more will turn out because they can access it virtually via links on Zoom. So all of these meetings will be open to the public, open to the campus. You know, if you are in Michigan and you hear about it, you're welcome to call in and be a part. Um, so that Monday, the only thing that's not necessarily open to everyone is there is a small book club session on that Monday where our King Scholar, Dr. Walter Earl Fluker, will have a special session with some of our student leaders, both from the K-12 Baldwin County Schools and from Georgia College. So that's sort of kind of a VIP session for those students that have been reading the book and that will take place with him at 6 o'clock. But other than that, everyone is welcome to, to join us virtually. 
One thing we are excited about this year is on education night on that Thursday, the winners of the essay competition will be invited to physically be present at the city council chamber. So we're going to stream the event there, but the the winners will be able to be physically present to read their essay or their poems from the city council's chambers as well as two guests, but everyone will be socially distanced. And, you know, of course, we'll follow the parameters to make sure that we're keeping everyone safe. The other thing that will not be virtual is that Saturday day of service. So those that are interested can come out to the service project. But again, we will make sure that we are keeping everyone safe, encouraging masks and the six feet and social distancing. So those are the only things that won't necessarily be virtual. But every everything that has a Zoom link and the capability for people to join in, we encourage it, we welcome it, and we ask you to tell other people about it so that they can join in too. You're listening to a conversation with Nadira Mayweather about the celebration of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday on the campus of Georgia College. All of the events we're talking about today are free, open to the public, and will take place online. You can see a schedule of events on WRGC's Facebook page. Every year, there is a theme for the Martin Luther King celebration on the Georgia College campus. And this year, it's where do we go from here? And I thought I'd start this portion off by asking you, uh, can you talk about uh, why uh, you and the committee uh, chose this theme? Where do we go from here? Given where we are as a nation and as a world right now and the things that we have just witnessed really for the last couple of years, but specifically the wide variety of things that we face, everything from civil unrest to social injustice, the loss of lives, the pandemic, it being an election year, and all the different things that have happened in our world and society that have been sprinkled in between. We just thought that it would be fitting for us to revisit this theme. I know that a couple of years ago, we did do the theme, where do we go from here? But just the essential topics that are addressed in King's work of the same title are kind of fitting for where we are as a world and as a nation and a community. So we just thought that this year, let's just revisit it because it seems even more fitting for us to do so this year, because it's been a lot to process, to be quite honest. The other thing is that though there are great challenges that we face and that we still continue to face, we felt like it's a great opportunity ahead of us. And so we wanted to take some time for our campus and for our community and all those that get involved or join us during King Week to just kind of think about what are those opportunities that lie ahead with everything that's going on in our world. Sometimes there is a focus on the challenges, but we really wanted to figure out what are the ways that we can focus on the opportunities to bring about change. And then, as I mentioned, the theme comes from Dr. King's work, Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or Community? In that book, he addresses a, a number of things. So it's kind of his reflection of, of where the nation was post-freedom movement. 
And it happens during the 60s, during the civil rights area. And so he's reflecting on where we are as a nation, you know, after all of the marching that has taken place, after integration. And he kind of explores where we are and how far things have come, but also takes a look at how far we have to go. And so just thinking about the different ideals that he expressed in that book, we felt that it was a good time for us to be doing that. The interesting thing is that although this was written in the 60s, almost 50 plus years ago, some of the same things that he wrote about in that book are still present. So during the time that he wrote the book, he was talking about the Deep South and how although much had been accomplished and laws for integration had taken place, there weren't any real teeth to hold those laws and legislators accountable. Um, He addresses the mental attitudes of our nation and militarism and the economic state of our nation and sort of gives a charge for what can be done. And so although it's 50 some odd years later, we still see that we are facing some of the same challenges and have room for the same opportunities that were there. So just the parallelism that happens between then and now is very interesting. And we find ourselves in an interesting situation and felt that this this was a prime year for for us to address it. Um, and, and so we hope that with the events this year, we can stop and reflect and ask ourselves amidst all that's taking place, you know, where do we go from here? Where do we as a community, as citizens, as legislators, as leaders, as students in the K-12 school system, as college students, as moms and dads and spouses and, you know, every everything that you can think of, where do, where do we go? What can we do to make things better? What is our role as an individual? What is our role as members of this community? What can we do? And what will we choose? Will we cho- choose to continue the chaos or will we choose to bring about a sense of community uh, via the steps that we can work together to take? So it's a fitting time. At the time, it's almost a called theme, if you will, for what's, what's happening in our, in our nation right now. And, of course, you mentioned that one of the touchstones for this year's celebration is that book that King wrote in his final years, uh, Where Do We Go From Here, Chaos or Community? Might you talk about um, some of your own observations uh, that um, you've been thinking about as you've um, gone through this book and tried to analyze it critically and place it into the now? Uh, What are some of the things that um, you'd like our radio audience to be thinking about as we approach this observation of uh, Dr. King's work and his legacy as it's still being lived out um, in our country? Uh, Again, as you said, almost uh, half a century after he last walked the earth. Let me just say that I am enjoying the work and it, it is one that I've, I find that I will have to go back and reread once this book club is done. We have been on Mondays reading it chapter by chapter and so I've been kind of instead of reading ahead I've been kind of holding it you know to read along with those that will join the group later so I'm almost done. I'm not 100% done yet with the book but what I can um, see so far is that that I love about it is that Dr. King really is reflective, not just from one viewpoint, but really has a way of understanding the viewpoints of all entities involved. He really tries to take a critical eye with thinking about how different groups of people arrived at where they are in terms of the way that they think, the way that they act. Um, And so I really like that critical reflection. It's not pointing fingers. It's not a blame game. It's not taking a side throughout the entire book, it's really just honestly and critically looking at where do we stand, 
what are the things that have brought us to where we are today? And I really like that it gives some context for the historical process that has happened. So I was not alive during the time period that this book took place in, but living and recounting what took place through his eyes in this book has has heightened my, my awareness of what took place back then. But it's also interesting because it feels like the same things are happening today. So, for example, there's one chapter in here that he talks about the black power movement. And there was some media that were trying to put the freedom movement against the black power movement and try and divide what was taking place amongst the African-American community. And he really took some time to explain why there was anger, why there was hurt, why there were things that were happening that would cause certain people to rally black power as opposed to freedom now. And he was talking about the importance of both and the work and the necessity of both, but really just explaining from a historical context where the two viewpoints came and how they were similar, but how they could also be detrimental if the rally around freedom and unity and nonviolence um, was not continued. So I just think it's a time now for people to look at the work and to just kind of a learn, you know, what took place back then and, and to see what's still taking place now and what can we do about it. The other thing that I love about the work is that he addresses that in 1967 when, when all of this was taking place, that there was really a need for them to address the economic situation and the war on poverty that was happening in the nation as opposed to some of the wars that our nation was going abroad to have. And so I think it's very interesting that now in, in 2021, there are still things economically that we need to address. There are injustices that we face as a society, not just as one underrepresented population of people, but there are some woes that we all face in terms of economics that still need to be addressed. So it's just interesting to me that, you know, like I said, all those years have taken place and, and we find ourselves in a similar situation. Um, but there's lots lots to learn from this book, lots that I have to go back and rethink about process. So I'm still in that processing mode and I'd love to do a post interview with you to just kind of, you know, talk through those things. But so far, it's just it's been a very eye opening read uh, for me. And one of the things that uh, piqued my interest in your last response was as I perceived it, talking about the empathy and compassion needed to try to overcome the challenges that our societies face. One of the things that this year's MLK celebration is offering is your keynote speaker is an authority on ethical leadership. And so I wanted to ask you to introduce him. You've uh, called his name earlier in the conversation, Dr. Walter Earl Fluker. Might we transition to uh, this other part of the celebration in the programming that uh, you're offering during this observation? Absolutely. Dr. Walter Earl Fluker is a professor in the Candler School of Theology at Emory, and he's a friend of our chief diversity officer, Dr. Carolyn Denard. And so it's really, really a great time um, for him to be coming to our campus. You know, a lot of times when we honor the life of someone that we haven't had a chance to meet, like Dr. King, we can learn a lot about them through their work and the recounted stories of other people. But it's really nice when you have someone that has kind of dedicated their lives and their careers, if you will, to studying and to learning about and putting themselves in position to really understand so we're excited to have him here. Dr. Walter Earl Fluker has done a number of amazing things and is also an author 
um, himself, but he is uh, a professor of ethical leadership. As you mentioned, he's the editor of the Howard Thurman Papers Project and the director of the Martin Luther King Jr. Initiative for the Development of Ethical Leadership at Boston University School of Theology. He was also the founding executive director for the Andrew Young Center of Global Leadership and the Coca-Cola Professor of Leadership Studies at Morehouse College. And so ethical leadership is sort of what he is an expert in and the theory and practice of it. Um, he's also an internationally known consultant, speaker, and lecturer, as well as workshop leader. So we're really just excited to have him here and glean his knowledge. I mentioned that he was an author. He's wrote, written a number of works, one being The Ground Has Shifted, uh, The Future of the Black Church and Post-Racial America, the other one, uh, Ethical Leadership, The Quest for Character, Civility, and Community. And then he's been the, the editor of a number of multi-volume series. So we're just excited to have him come and to learn from him and really excited that he's agreed to take take some time to sit down and have that, that book discussion with some of our student leaders. How do you think a focus on a leadership during this week-long celebration uh, will resonate in this time of great uncertainty? Leadership is important in, in any aspect of life, right? Our titles don't have to depict us as leader. Everyone has leadership capabilities within us, but specifically ethical leadership, which is what Dr. Fluker focuses on, I think is important in this time because when there are so many things that come at us as individuals and come at the leader within us, it's it's often easy to, to lose ground, to lose a sense of who you are when you're challenged in so many ways and things come at you from different directions if you don't have a sense of value or ethics about you. And so I want to just share really quickly a, a quote from, from his ethical leadership book that he wrote that kind of addresses that same thing about when things come from all sides to challenge you at your core. And so... He wrote that there's a favorite exercise that he uses in workshop with leaders from various public venues. He asks them to stand and close their eyes and imagine that they are the center of a busy intersection with traffic coming from all directions. And then he says he asks them to imagine that there are no stoplights or traffic cops, just oncoming traffic. He also asks them to imagine the sounds of the intersection, the running motors, the screeching brakes, the screams and shouts from people on the sidewalks. And then he asks them to visualize the intersection, people moving back and forth with the pulsating rhythm of urban life, the beggar sitting in the wheelchair outside the building, children holding their parents' hands, and the rushing traffic coming toward them from the front, the rear, the left, and the right. And then he says, he asks, how do you feel? The responses normally are, I'm afraid, confused, paralyzed. What will you do? Some of them say they'll run and dodge the traffic. They'll tell the traffic to stop. They'll cry for help. They'll pray to God. They don't know what to do. And then he asks, do you know which way is north? Do you even have time to figure out which way is north? And he says, most people don't know which way is north. Compasses of all sorts, material and moral, come in handy when you are on hiking trips or sailing through life. But they are really useless at the intersection. Finally, he asks, how will you negotiate this traffic at the intersection? Very few have credible responses. How to negotiate the traffic at the intersection where worlds collide is the question that he seeks to answer in his book. So I think that's very relevant for what our nation is facing right now is that when we're at that intersection and so many things come against us, come against the fiber of our being and kind of shake us at our core, what is it that we're going to run to? What is it that we're going to return to? And I think this idea of ethical leadership explains that. And so I'm excited to have him come and, and, and to discuss that a bit further with our campus and our community.
You're listening to a conversation with Nadira Mayweather about the celebration of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday on the campus of Georgia College. All of the events we're talking about today are free, open to the public, and will take place online. You can see a schedule of events on WRGC's Facebook page. about breaking out uh, a cultural experience as a as a part of one program into a whole evening of its own. Might you talk about the decision to feature an evening of creative expressions as a standalone event in itself this year? Yes. One of my favorite aspects of the MLK Community Breakfast that we have, and that's because I love music, and I know that music is is powerful for so many things. Um, but one aspect that we traditionally have is the presence of music. There are usually a soloist, or we'll have one of our Georgia College choirs come and present a couple of selections. And I personally just think that music has a way to move people, sometimes in ways that other things don't quite have the power to move or to unify people around. So we thought, what a great way to feature music, to feature poetry, to, to feature aspects of creative expression and to allow other people to share and express themselves in those ways. You know, we ask the students to do essays and to do poetry, and usually we have a guest artist to come and do music, but we'd love to have members of our own community to share and express in that way. So we'll be um, highlighting our Georgia College Gospel Choir, and they'll be presenting some selections as well as solos from others and poetry from others. So I think it's just a great night to unite people around the power of creative expression. The other thing, Daniel, is that, you know, Everything that we have faced as a nation and individually and as a society this past year has kind of impacted people in ways that we may not have been impacted previously. And so I think the Creative Expression Night is a way to just uplift people. You know, music has the power to uplift people and to and to bring about that soul change. And so I'm just excited for the opportunity for people to get together to just feel good after they live and, 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 and to feel like a change is coming, to feel like there is a, a uptick in the atmosphere, you know, and, and I think that that can be accomplished through that night. And it's not going to be in any formal setting, you know, it's very much like a open mic night, if you will, in the sense that, that people may be sharing from their homes, they may be sharing from somewhere on campus, you know, so it's not the formalized program that we normally would have, but just a feel-good way for people to come together to to hear and to listen and to be to be changed by the creative expressions that are brought forth. And we're really uh, coming close to our, our time for our conversation this evening. And so I want to just ask you about um, ways our audience members can learn more about the events that you're presenting throughout this week-long celebration of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday and how they might, uh, again, attend some of these events that are in this new pandemic-era venue this year. Yes, so we have posted um, some posters around 
town with giving details of the information and, and have sent out some save the dates via email to some um, that have attended the breakfast and have been on the attendee list previously, but we are also going to be doing some mail outs as well with the information. Um, the union recorder will be running information about the events that are taking place during the week. And then people are also welcome to email me directly if they need the links for each of the Zoom events that they want to join in on. Um, and we'll be posting and sharing information on social media so that people can have the information and access it and join. So we're really excited about it. Um, again, just as a recap, that Tuesday is the kickoff lecture featuring Dr. Walter Earl Fluker. That Thursday is going to be Education Night at 7 o'clock. That Friday is going to be the Creative Expressions Night at 7. And then on Saturday, the day of service, people can come um, and participate. The service project that we're featuring is I'm going to take place off of North Jefferson Street, right near Chambers Cleaners, that warehouse that's being turned into a church. Um, and if they need further details and do plan to join us physically that day, they can contact me via email at nadira.mayweather. That's N-A-D-I-R-A-H dot Mayweather, M-A-Y-W-E-A-T-H-E-R at gcsu.edu. Or they can send one to the Cultural Center at gcsu.edu or call the Cultural Center at 478-445-8155, and I'm happy to share information about any of those things. So if they need any additional information, please encourage them to reach out to me, um, to look at our union recorder, and then to check us out on social media or um, online. Well, Nadir Mayweather, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to talk to our audience today about um, uh, the ways in which our community will be celebrating the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday this year. Thank you so much again, Daniel, for having me, and thank you so much in advance to everyone that plans to join us, and we look forward to seeing you virtually the week of the 19th through the 23rd. You've been listening to a conversation with Nadira Mayweather about the celebration of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday on the campus of Georgia College. Nadira is the director of the Georgia College Cultural Center and one of the organizers of the university's Martin Luther King holiday celebration. All of the events we talked about on today's program are free, open to the public, and will take place online. You can see a schedule of events on WRGC's Facebook page. On behalf of WRGC 88.3 FM in Milledgeville, I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me tonight on Georgia College Connections. I hope you enjoyed our time together, and I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you again next time.